Tree Talking Time is brought to you by Conkeys Outdoors. Get all your hound hunting needs at Conkeys.com. Welcome to Tree Talking Time, where we talk all things tree dogs. From the smallest feists to the largest hounds, drink squirrels to bears and everything in between. And from time to time, we might even run a little fast game. Oh, you got a story in mind over there, old buddy? No, I don't know. I've got so many, I can't even... Yeah, but most years got an X in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, I think on one time, me and Chuck was, uh, I just got a new place to hunt, and uh, we cut in there, and we were hunting iPod at the time, and iPod gets treed, and we go in. There's a nativity scene there where <laughs> old iPod's treed right in the middle of the woods. and uh, So we got the picture of Joseph put the gun and iPod tree in the background and Chuck standing between Mary and Joseph. So. <laughs> I caught Jody at work and she says, what did you guys find and where are you at? That's she, funny. And uh, we had the rifle lean against Joseph. So I said, well, while we're here, Joseph wanted to knock that squirrel out. <laughs> yeah. I, one weird thing I found uh, a couple years ago was like multiple chairs, like desk like old style like classroom chairs with a desk on them yeah in the woods like yeah. set up and i was like this is weird yeah i found a lot of stuff hunting i found uh east wing hammer hanging in a tree one time i found a new uh look like brand new uh range finder i found quivers of arrows I, wow yeah <laughs> one time i thought uh i'm walking i see a look like a handgun like a 1911 laying and like, ooh, that could be bad out here in the yeah. middle of the woods. And I walk up, but it had an orange end on it. So. <laughs> Some kids yeah. lost it yeah. playing. And it was in the middle of nowhere. I don't know mm. what. Yeah, so. That's I didn't funny. know kids got out that far anymore. <laughs> so, but. I've stepped on more arrowheads uh, hunting, and uh, Ronnie's right behind me, and then he uh, picked up the arrowhead. <laughs> yeah, and, I've done it. Yeah, he's found a lot of them. It's I said, Ronnie, the squirrels are in the trees. He said, yeah, but the arrowheads are on the ground. So I guess he was right. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I've found a lot of them. Me and Blake was hunting one day, and uh, I'd found like two two days in a row. And Blake, he's never found one. And uh, he's walking in front. We were right across, actually, on truck, Chuck's place, right across the road from Chuck's house. And I go, Blake, you ain't going to believe what I just found. He goes, yeah, another arrowhead. I go, no, it was uh, Ben Franklin, 50 cent. Uh, half dollar so that's pretty cool uh, old farmers probably out there working on his tractor at one point and yeah yeah and it was in standing corn <laughs> and i found a half dollar in standing corn field, so that's funny so it's saturday of autumn oaks you know i'm out here with the jukebox guys uh, you guys are gracious enough to sit down with me again this year we sat down last year we talked about the whole jukebox story but we didn't cover a lot of stories you know you guys have for crying out loud you got how many 37 world champions now 37. And, you know, it takes a lot of time in the woods to make sure you have to, to get there. So that's why I figured you guys have some more stories to tell about these jukebox dogs. So definitely well, wanted to get you guys back on. We've been in a long time. That's right. And we've walked a lot of miles. But if people uh, ever realized how many times me and Ronnie quit hunting because we were mad at a dog, <laughs> we quit hunting a whole bunch of times. and uh, But we just stuck with it and. Sometimes we work the dog through it, and he goes on to be something, and sometimes it doesn't work out so good for the dog. <laughs> Wore out some hats. Yeah. <laughs> Swatting my sure. leg. Ronnie, this is kind of funny. We had a dog called Bondo. 
and uh, he was one of the prettiest tree dogs we've ever had. He was he was a really good dog, but he found a way to get under uh, Ronnie's skin, and uh, 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 <laughs> we're laughing about something you guys don't know. So we're going to keep it that way. And uh, what we cut the dogs loose, and uh, this dog would cut to the woods, and he always look always back, look at me. He always look back at Ronnie. And uh, he could Ron be running full bore, but he'd look back. At and uh, Ronnie take off his hat, and he'd say, "Get in there!" And the dog turned around, and start running. <laughs> he may look back, and Ronnie holler, he'd slap his leg with that hat. Get in there! One time, uh, we were uh, we dumped loose on this lane. There was a hay field right beside it, and the guy had his hay rake uh, sitting there. And and Ronnie hollered at the dog once, and the dog and he kept going. I mean, he would go hard, and he would, when he'd run, he was going hard. He turned around, looked back at Ronnie. He ran right in that hay rake. <laughs> Ronnie did a touchdown dance out there. He said, "That's what you get." <laughs> he crashed and burned and squealed and hollered. And Ronnie was just happy. <laughs> yeah, Bondo was the dog you were hunting back when I lived out here. Yes, he was a tree dog. Um, I never he, hunted with him. He was one of the prettiest dogs we ever had, too. Yeah, I mean he. He was a little different looking. Yeah, yeah he he was uh, almost well, a liver color. Yeah, like yeah. liver liver colored dog, and he was the runt in the litter. Yeah, yeah, and he grew up to be he was good sized dog. Yeah, yeah he, he was. was. Good you know, good mouth, um, tree dog. I mean, you could set a bomb off on that dog. He he wasn't pulling. I mean, mm -hmm. Me and Chuck one time. Here's an oak tree about the size of one of these here, and we were uh, going into him tree and. He's treed, and we're, we're getting close to him, and all of a sudden, that squirrel run down the tree, right, and jumped, yeah. like, right before. He's up on the wood, and that squirrel got about, right above his head and jumped over him, and Bondo takes off after, and all of a sudden, he comes back and goes back on the tree. I go, what? You know, Ronnie goes, what do you think? Why do you think he quit? <laughs> I said, fear. <laughs> He's seen me. And he, yeah. He realized that. I'm off that tree, and uh, <laughs> that's not where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and he was, I mean, he was close to the squirrel. It wasn't like the squirrel was 100 yards away. And I mean, he's on this squirrel's butt. So, but, uh, yeah, that's I'd funny. rather have him like that. Though, so. Yep. But uh, there's, I got so many stories. I hunted with Blake the last six years. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> those are all X-rated. We can't even talk about those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing we were joking about yesterday, Blake, you know, like one of us get in the truck. You know, I always tried to watch a Garmin to see, you know, mm -hmm. hey, maybe I can drive down here and pick him up. Well, if you were a mile away from Blake in the truck, he was looking at Facebook or something. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, you were kind of stranded. Uh, That's funny. Where's Blake at? Um, he's, uh, they left yesterday, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He just had a new baby and stuff. And yeah. Good deal. Chuck, you told me a story last year after we, rec after we recorded. A couple of days later, you we were talking on the phone, and I forget the whole like the whole main thing but it was like just this unbelievable hunt you had with jukebox god i'm trying to think um because you're like i didn't tell it because I, people wouldn't believe me but it was a it was a great story that, if you're thinking about the one no, we were in a hunt we hunted uh i hunted with laddie huntsman and it was down in uh it was uh out of elnora and um uh i never hunted with laddie and he said, you know, he goes, <clears throat> he heard about me a little bit, and I heard about Laddie a little bit. And and uh, he said, uh, he said, I really want to see this dog go. And so we had a day, and, I mean, the squirrels were moving. And 
I think that I can't remember, but it might have been a three-hour hunt back then. I'm not sure. It could have been a two-hour, but I think it was a three. And uh, uh, we had a heck of a hunt. And and I'm not kidding you. Jukebox just put on a show. Everybody wants to brag about their dog and, and this and that. But And a lot of the people that are hunting now never got to hunt with him. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of good talk, and you got some negative talk. and and uh, But the people that went with him could really judge him the best. And, uh, and I mean, that dog, uh, we cut him, and he got treed, and he had a squirrel. And we cut him, and he got treed, and he had a squirrel. And uh, the hunt's just about over, and uh, uh, we kind of – Walked on up top of this bluff, and we were looking down over this bottom, and he was laying in the water. He was barking. He was treeing, and uh, we just walked up on top. We could look down there and see him, and he was laying in the water, and uh, water was about three-quarters way up his back, and he was just laying there barking. And Laddie started laughing. He said, that dog has caught squirrel fever. He said, he's plumb out of his mind. He says, Chuck, he's just barking. I said, you know, Laddie, if I didn't see that dog, I'd train. And uh, I said, uh, I'm going to train. He says, don't do it. He said, I want to walk back to this clubhouse. He says, Chuck, I've never seen a scorecard like this. And uh, he goes, I want to tell everybody you never drew a minus, and this dog did it right and all that stuff. And I says, but he's telling me he's treat. And I says, I'm going to treat He said, I'm not going to let you. He was a judge, and he <laughs> carrying the pencil. He goes, I'm not going to mark it down. I says, laddie. Treem. He says, no, I didn't hear you right. I says, Treem. He says, he's treed. So we started down to him. It's going to take us a little bit to get where he was at. And we got down there, and we're walking in, and we're sloshing through the some of the water. It was kind of wet down there. And, and uh, he looks up, and he says, don't anybody move. And about <clears throat> probably 10, 15 yards away, it was a big oak tree, and he goes, there's a, there's, a, there's a big red laying in the first crotch. He said, look at his tail. He said, that dog never put his feet on the tree. He never smelled that tree. He just winded that squirrel, but he laid there that whole time in that water and treed. <laughs> and uh, when we got back to the clubhouse, uh, Laddie told the story, and there was a dentist that a- asked us to go along on the hunt, and he said he didn't know us from Adam, but he wanted to see the dog go, and he said, uh he said, if you guys ever get a chance to hunt with this dog, hunt with it. And uh, uh, that's the best compliment you can get. You know, yeah. somebody else talks about your dog rather than yourself. But mm-hmm. since we're in this podcast, I guess <laughs> I got to talk about him. Well, yeah, because I didn't get to hunt with him, so I can't brag on him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hunted with Charlie, and I bragged on him last time. Was the the one day I hunted with him, he put on a clinic. But, uh, you know, that's about my extent with some jukebox dogs. Yeah. I hunt with Charlie, like, two or three times, and then some stuff off of your yeah. dogs, like – I'm with a jukebox daughter a good bit and granddaughter, but the only dog out of your kennel that I've ever actually hunted with was, was Charlie. And, you know, um, <laughs> you never appreciate what you have while you have it. Mm-hmm. And that's the truth. It's time, time goes so fast. And even all the years me and Ronnie been together, you know, it's, um, don't get me wrong. It's not that we don't appreciate what we have, but we don't understand sometimes what you have. Mm-hmm. And it's years down the road, or if, if you're still comparing dogs to 
one of the best dogs you ever had, then you got a pretty good yardstick. And that's kind of where you sometimes find yourself that, uh, but we've had some, we've had some good times. I mean, a lot of laughs and, you know, we don't do this because it's a job. We do it because we want to. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, a good dog can really make you happy and that good dog can probably still really <laughs> make you mad. <laughs> that's very true. Ronnie and I can go out and, um, that dog could treat 10 squirrels in a row. And the last one, it was like he struggled or maybe, you know, it was an old track. Or, mm-hmm. And uh, instead of talking about those nine good ones, all the way home we're saying, what do you think he was doing on that last one? What, you know, yeah, what ter- happened there? Terrible it's, <laughs> it's like we get a little critical sometimes. But, but people that are critical at the same point tend to have better dogs because you're able to see your dog's fall, flaw, flaws. So, well, we don't lie to each other. It no. doesn't get sugar-coated back there. Um, you know, you told us we got to be careful about our cursing and swearing. <laughs> and, and sometimes when we and Ronnie come back or we're talking about it, um, sometimes we kind of really say how it is some days. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much of a filtration. No, Mark, so. Ronnie doesn't have a filter. Anymore. Not not much. He does not have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he said, you know, you look back, you, you know, we lost pod Monday. I didn't yeah. tell. I didn't even tell my my daughters or my son. I that, didn't want to talk about it. That's the I mean? that's the iPod dog we call him Pod. And mm-hmm. uh, I didn't post anything on Facebook because you know I, it was tough. I mean oh, I don't sure. get attached to too many of them, but that you know what I mean. And uh, my daughter actually called me and crying. Her mom must have told her, and I was like, I didn't even want to talk about it. You know, I yeah. just yep, that was my buddy and. He was good to me and Chuck, so he threw was, a lot of good dogs. He was 12 years old. Okay. But he had uh, pancreatic cancer, so. Hmm. Yeah. It's rough. These dogs don't live long enough, that's for sure. No. At least the good ones. No. I'm sure you've, you've had a cull somewhere along the line that you, you kind of kept a little too long, and it felt like they lived forever. Oh, yeah, they forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, and they don't get hit by cars, no, and um, we've, ne- <clears throat> we've never had a, a – we never had an ugly pup die. <laughs> no, I go down there and there's three pups that are dead in this litter and they're all trimmed out. And I mean, they're the gorgeous one. I look over it and wonder how you made it. <laughs> yep. Jody and I, you know, the dogs, they can make you a couple bucks and they can cost you a couple bucks. Ronnie and I were just talking. Um, I guide a lot of pheasant hunts too. Okay. And, um, I got a six-year-old lab, and he may be the smartest dog I've ever had. I mean, this guy's—he's got the whole show. I'm not going to get into all the details, but we ended up having taken to med vet here in Ohio, and you walk in the door, and a thousand dollars, and the TC, uh, CT scan is thirty-two hundred, and this other procedure. Well, we walked out of there. Um, uh, it's fifty-four hundred-dollar bill to tell. Him, tell us our dog had cancer so that one was a big bite and that kind of was a hard one to swallow and uh we've got a uh, one of our labs uh young guy and we think a lot of him so far and trent uh so take that dog home for the weekend chuck and make jody get her mind off it because it it just really crushed her Mm -hmm. so we bring this young dog home and uh we got a big pond, and he, he was just a dog all weekend and stuff. I woke up Sunday morning, and Jody was drinking a cup of coffee in the litter, living room, and he come to me on three legs. Well, <clears throat> took him into the vet, and $2,100 later, uh, 
He had an operation on his front leg. Oh, jeez. Um, so we're at about 7500 bucks, and what we probably had to pour in pod the last uh, six months or so, we're probably uh, looking at about $10,000 in vet bills. So, yeah. Uh, you guys have had a major string of bad luck. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, dog's health and vet bills. But, you know, it's part of owning dogs. Yep. So I know uh, you guys have been a long time advertisers of in full crowd and everything so what what's your take on the new the new owners and you know coming back and well i'm glad to see it yeah i miss it so i mean you know the social media hey that's a good thing and maybe it's kind of a bad thing and (laughs) um uh one thing about social media uh I've never seen a bad dog on there. It's amazing. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's just everybody's got a good one. But full cry, uh, God, we grew up uh, O.L. Beckman, and um, uh, he always run a two-page ad. Art Kennard was up our way. He always run a two-page ad. And, um, oh, Hickory Nut Harry. Um, Timothy Ball. Timothy Ball. There we go. There was another guy in you know, Timothy Ball told a guy how to make money. You buy this dog, and he got some of the first people to have the, all the grand litters and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and um, I mean, those guys, uh, I read ads and Cooner and and uh, uh, Full Cry. It was just, I mean, you just, it was a kid. You just dreamed about it. And, and you know, um, going back to what I said where maybe you don't appreciate where you're at at the time or understand what you're doing. Um, you know, like Ronnie, Ronnie and I talked, you know, if our grandpa could see, see what we have mm-hmm. uh, today and he could see that, Hey, we're in those magazines and our dogs are the ones that other people are reading about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people come up to you and said, man, we've been following you guys for a long time. And, you know, you don't set out to do that. It's just kind of something that happens. Yeah. And, uh, these dogs, we've shook a lot of hands because of these dogs. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, met a lot of people and laughed over the years and good stories and a few bad ones. And But, I mean, um, Full Cry is, that was my go-to magazine. Mm-hmm. And um, they've uh, been uh, really good to me. I mean, uh, Terry Walker, he he was just tremendous uh he had a lady named uh edie and edie um would help me set ads up and then uh, edie left and then there was zena and uh, zena walked me through everything and uh uh one time uh uh we were uh we won three world hunts in a row now i don't want to i'm not bragging i'm just telling stories you guys mm-hmm. so just bear with me but we did we w- went to three world hunts and uh, jukebox won all three of them. And uh, uh, black gold uh, dog food. We've been there with them for about twenty years. And uh, uh, John Allen, who owned the owned black gold, was just tremendous. And we opened up our, our next issue of Full Cry, and uh, black gold dog food put a full page ad on us congratulating us. And then Full Cry put. A column and it said back and you turn the page it said to back and then you turn the page and it says to back world champions uh, 
Terry just said something that special needs to be looked at, and um, mm -hmm. we had put a full page ad in, so it uh, uh, it was really really cool. You that know? is cool. I uh, I was a lineman for the power company, and uh, uh, I got in a bad accident uh, on a treble call one night, and I got tied up in seventy two hundred volts, and uh, the next issue of Folk Cry, half page ad, giving me a get well. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah. All I did was advertise. Mm -hmm. But I kind of got to know those people personally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something they didn't have to do, but that was a pretty good get well card. Yeah, definitely. Conkey's Outdoors is proud to be a sponsor of Tree Talking Time. Family, hunting, tradition is the Conkey's motto. They understand the importance of passing down the tradition of hound hunting. They are a family-owned business that treats you like family. They also understand the importance of having the gear you need when you need it. Conkey's carries everything for your next hunt, and it ships to your door quick. They also offer great warranties on all tracking systems and financing options. Check them out at Conkeys.com. You can also use the code TREETALKINGTIME5 in all caps to save as well. Well, I know I talked to uh, the, owner, the new owner, Jason DB last night on the phone, and I was telling him that you guys want to do some advertising still, and uh, he's like, yeah, make sure they get with me. You know, the new one's about to come out next month, so... Uh, they're they're putting it together. He's like, they're kind of waiting on me to get some pictures from this weekend to them. <laughs> you know, um, it was kind of funny. I don't know if it was funny is the right word, but you know, when we heard that Cooner and Full Cry were were no longer going to be, it was a sh mm. kind of a shock to everybody because oh, yeah. there again, you don't appreciate what you had. I'm going back to that same thing I said earlier. You're exactly you know, right. Um, we got to read that magazine. It came every month. We took it for granted uh, some months. We read it more than other months, mm -hmm. but we always had it. It was always always there, and um, all of a sudden you wake up one day, and it's like, are you kidding me? And that really was the talk um, mm -hmm. with, you know, with a lot of people on that. And, uh, and then we heard that it, it was going to come back, and, and, you know, everybody thought that was a good deal. But, you know, it's easy not to support something. And it's too late when they leave when you want to support them. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to kind of we're getting a second chance on this deal. Yep. And I hope I hope people do support it so these guys can keep it rolling and uh, mm -hmm. we got it back. And you don't. Uh, it's a heck of a tradition to lose. It's been around since 1939. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. I got a 40. I think a 1946 issue. Remember yeah. that I brought yeah. it up. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah, it's old. I, I got with with Edie and. She got with Terry and something, and I was always jealous that Cooner had colored, uh, colored ads yeah. and, and stuff like that. And and I worked on her and worked on her, and she says, "All right, we're gonna try it one time." <laughs> and if anybody's listening to this, I ran an ad, and I don't know where my copy is. When I think that's the only time, and I, and I could be wrong, but that's the only time I remember that Full Cry ever had a colored issue. I haven't. I haven't a copy of one from. I want to say it was like the nineties, and it. I don't know if it was all color, but there is some color in it. Yeah, they. It was funny when Jason went to go buy it. He was asking me questions because I had some. You know, he's like, yeah. I was a subscriber. Yeah. You know, I was writing an article, and I'm like, Yeah, I have some old ones too. So I. Start, he's like, Send me some pictures of them. So I started going through some of my old ones, and uh, I found one that and you had know, some color. And it's been a while, and it might have been that issue, but I know the ads were in color. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it was, or, yeah. you know, I don't know how they did it. And, uh, but, yeah, that was, uh, 
uh, man, that was just a good magazine. I hope these mm-hmm. guys have really good luck with it. And, yeah. And uh, I know some people were upset, you know, about, you know, I still had a couple months on this and, uh, you know, my script ran out and I, I sound like the, or didn't run out. And so I lost that, but you know, in life, if, uh, I still got about five, 600 coon that, um, I never got paid for, <laughs> but I guess at $2 a piece, I got other, other stuff to worry about. If you would have got that, uh, when, when the fur house closed. Yep. Yeah. It's a shame. You guys used to put up a lot of fur. Oh, we did every year. Just the last two years we he did. I, yeah. <laughs> you didn't put any fur up? Oh, I used to help some. But, but this this is really funny. Me and Ronnie be coon hunting. And uh, as soon as we get done coon hunting, I'd skin every morning. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of mornings Ronnie, he just couldn't leave when we're skinning. Okay. And or, I didn't it, sleep it, the day before. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, but I'd say, Ronnie, just one more woods. And I said, I'll tell you what, you don't have to help skin. You you help me unload these coon when we get home, and you take off and you go to bed. I said, let's just make one more dump. He said, all right, okay, deal. Well, we go to that one more dump, and we come back to the house, and he help un- uh, unload. And he goes, I can't leave you alone. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I'd lie to Ronnie, and he'd let me lie, and and uh, and I kind of I kind of knew uh, deep down mm-hmm. he might. Might stick around for at least a little while. Yeah, but I—that's just something I liked. I like to put up for. I really did. I miss it. It's, uh, and you know, now we put the squirrels up. You know, we put them when we got different size mink boards, and and we still put up all the squirrels. Okay. And uh, we got an outlet. And, squirrels are, are still worth something. Um, you know, well, not if you send them send them to maps. It costs <laughs> you more to ship them. But we got a guy that, and we get a pretty good average, and uh. uh he uh he grades them. He he doesn't have a hard grade, but he uses every bit. He shaves every short hair off that squirrel. He uses a tail, um, and he's got even with the hide, the leather itself. He's got. I've never asked him what he does with that, but um, I got the. That was a. I kind of almost found out the hard way. I thought I was going to get arrested, and uh, I saw in fur fishing game one time it says uh can you sell uh, a squirrel hide and in ohio it says uh the answer was no at that time no you can't sell a squirrel hide you can sell the squirrel tail but you can't sell the hide huh so i called the dnr the next day and and i asked a, a guy who was there he said he was there 36 years and i asked him uh can i sell squirrel hide he says no sir you can't and i said well why not and he said well you don't have a fur taker's permit if you don't have a fur taker's permit, it's not a fur bear and you can't sell the hide. And I said, so I got to throw it away? He said, well, you can't sell it. That's what I can tell you. So I asked him, I said, well, can you tell me any other kind of animal that we sell that we can only sell part of it? I said, if I can, if I can sell the tail, why can't I sell the hide? And he said, well, that's just a rule. So I thought a little bit and I said, well, how about a coyote? And I says, I don't need a fur bear's uh, 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 tag to... Uh, sell coyote uh, hide and it's a it's a fur bear he says well okay you got me on that one and then he said um, that's the only one you can do you can't sell any other hide unless you have a fur taker's permit I says well can I sell a deer hide he says how long have you been thinking about this (laughs) yeah you can sell a deer hide and I says well go to page like 19 in your uh, 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 
rules for this year and tell me what you see. I said, you got a pamphlet? He goes right in front of me. He goes to page 19, and he says, what am I looking at? I said, see that father and son with that little rope, and they got all those dried hides in front of them? He says, yeah. He says, what are the third and the fourth and the fifth um, uh, a hide from the left? He said, oh, my God, they're squirrel hides. I said, well, it's right in your book. Can somebody sell them? <laughs> he says, we got to look into this, and they changed the rule. Okay. They, uh, I told him Davy Crockett invented that rule, I guess, and, I, <laughs> and he says, maybe we need to look at it, and they did, and they changed the rule. That's, That's now, we good. Can, now we can sell a squirrel hide. Not that a lot of guys do it, but you can yeah. do it. I didn't know you couldn't. It's yeah. kind of a goofy rule. Like like you said, that you can sell the tail, but you couldn't, couldn't sell the hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he told me I put way too much time in that. I said, well, when you put up a lot, as many squirrels as you guys do. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not Ronnie. Yeah. So you do a fair amount of coon hunting, though, too, right? Yeah, I do some coon hunting. Uh, I just got buddies, you know, around the house there. A few of them at hunt, and then I got mm-hmm. uh, friends from Ironton. They come up okay. hunt a lot. And yeah. You, you hunt these uh, jukebox dogs with their high-powered hounds? Um, usually with the hounds, I just, I hunt a hound, or, you know, okay. just, I you know I have hunted them, you mm-hmm. know, but, uh, I don't like hunting, uh, when I'm squirrel hunting, I don't like hunting on coon. Yeah. If I'm competition squirrel hunting, I don't want to go to a hunt, draw, you know, cast a dog at seven thirty in the morning. It's trying to gum up a old coon track. So. Yeah. So I'd rather yeah, so with them guys, it's just goofing around when they come up. So <laughs> it's more of a, it's more laughing and you know, yeah, picking with each other and yeah. So you brought you better not get Ronnie in on those stories because we have to start <laughs> putting X in front of them. But uh, uh, those guys are a blast, and there's a lot of laughing going on, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of lying going on, and yeah, it was. Uh, don't get me wrong. They they They've have got some good, good dogs. dogs. Real they good do. dogs, mm-hmm. actually. And uh, yeah. but they make it fun, don't oh, they? Oh, they make it a blast. Yeah, it a that's blast. always fun. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, they'll, you're they'll always drive up in the morning. Here. Yeah, they'll drive up here, hunt all night, and drive three hours and three and a half hours home. Wow. Yeah, they do it. All. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are nuts. Well, I, I've been down there. I go down there deer hunting every once in a while. I see why they drive three hours to coon hunt. I wouldn't cut a dog down there on a coon. I mean, I was. Uh, I was just recently down in West Virginia, and I had uh, Chuck and Adam Loudon, and I said, I wouldn't own a squirrel dog here. Yeah. I said, the only way I'm getting up, I'm walking up one of these hills is for a bear. <laughs> I said, yeah. I, you, I wouldn't even coon, I wouldn't coon hunt, wouldn't squirrel hunt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe road hunt, but, yeah. Yeah. but I ain't hunting the way you guys yeah, hunt. bear hunting, we can find an access road someplace where you can come back down to those dogs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Blake took uh, Siri and High Voltage down. He's going to hunt all week. It was a Thanksgiving, you know, the week thanksgiving weekend so he left thanksgiving thanksgiving evening uh took siri and high voltage down he's gonna hunt all weekend cool so they go down there and they're hunting well i hadn't talked to blake and that evening i give him a call uh, that was friday they got up friday morning and hunt and i give him a call or he gave me a call i'm sorry and I go, you know how'd it go he goes well, they treat 30 sometimes this morning and Dogs were never together. I go, oh, that's good. He goes, oh, no, it wasn't. He goes, 
No, he goes, you ought to see it. He goes, they were on one dog would be on one ridge and one dog would be other. He said, finally, about halfway through this, we decided to split up, which helped. But he goes, I'm on my way home. He goes, I can't hunt down here all weekend. He said, they gutted me. So, yeah. yeah. It's rough down there. Them boys, you make a dog down there, you work. Do you know yep. what I mean? Yep. So. Definitely. No, I, I get it. I, I hunt where you guys hunt. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's nice, relatively flat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the worst thing we got's deer. The deer has ruined all a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we're starting to get a little leasing and mm-hmm. it's just stuck, you know. Yeah, I I won't cut on deer hunters because I like to hunt, but man, a lot of stuff gets shut down um because of the deer. Yeah. And and you know it's it's not the only sport out there and and mm-hmm. we all got to share and we all got to get along and you know especially during the rut and stuff like that i mean uh we're really careful where we turn out Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to blow that guy's deer out of there and you know what i'm saying and that's not our intent and and, uh you know uh, we'll drive around the block we got mile blocks where we live so it's pretty easy for us to check and you know we don't always get it right but i mean we do we give it we give it a good shot and you know that guy you know this is his big time of the year and and uh we try not to blow up for him. You know? Yeah. One of my best woods, I won't hunt for him. I'll hunt him maybe a couple of times this month. I won't hunt till December, you know. I give give them a chance to get – and there's a big buck running around there. Um, if they would have been with me squirrel hunting last year, they could have shot him twice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, walked right up on him two times. But mm-hmm. well, I've seen And some. there's people coming from all over around hunting this buck, so. Yeah one of those ones huh <laughs> yeah he's nice he's a big boy of course they hear a dog all of a sudden they think you know what i mean mm-hmm. they so, don't understand and, so, and sometimes and they really don't understand they think of a dog barks in the woods that that deer's never going to come back but like i said i don't want to cut on them there's a lot of really good uh deer hunters out there that do it right and mm-hmm. you know and like i said we're kind of more into the dog sports and but we still respect the deer hunters, and they, and you know, we just asked for a little bit of a back if we screwed you up this morning. I mean, we've seen a guy in a tree, and the first thing we said, man, sorry, didn't know you were in here, and, and you know, but you know, if my dogs run that big buck past him, and, and uh, <laughs> he 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 was lucky enough to kill him, it was the scent lock, and it was the bow, and his broad head, and man, exactly. he says, yeah. But and I don't blame him because I do the same thing. And I even do the same thing up at public ground. I I don't intentionally ever, you know, if I see a vehicle there, I'm not going there. And, yep. You know. No, and I think common courtesy and a little respect both ways is all. It's what it takes. Yep. And is there time? Yeah, and you're in public ground. The dogs get in there, mm-hmm. and hey, you know, sorry that you know, sorry, but it is public ground, guys. So yeah. Exactly, but I do everything I possibly can to avoid. I don't want to, I don't want to argue with somebody and you know make somebody upset, ruin their hunt. But mm-hmm. yeah. yep, so I try to, and yeah, we try to avoid everything possible to do Definitely. that. But and, you know, and the worst thing, you don't want to get somebody complaining about you hunting. He goes, landowner, if you're hunting private, and then pretty soon nobody's hunting. So it's best just to, yep, you know, yeah, it's especially when you have private spots. You gotta, you gotta make sure you don't make your landowners mad so and yeah and last year i upset a guy and i was i was going to the landowner's house to tell him hey i just i'm sorry i didn't the guy parked so i couldn't see his truck and he actually and i went 
and I told, I actually met met the farmer on the way out, and he goes, he goes, nope, you're fine. He goes, so, but you know, I, you know, I want to go to landowner and say, hey, this guy, I didn't mean to upset him. I want to just kind of cover my butt and make sure yeah. he, you know, the. But uh, yeah, and, and it happens. Another thing around us, like we got patchwoods, but when they sell a wood, especially if it's close to the road, it's usually split up three, four. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. And you lost a lot of hunting from when I was a kid. I oh, mean, I'm sure. All righty, guys. We need at least one more good story. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now, see, you put us on the spot. Yeah. I told you two days ago this is what we were going <laughs> to do. I gave you time. Man, I, I'm i the reason they invented name tags, so I know who I am in the morning. when I <laughs> I put mine upside down on, on there, and then I look, and I know who I am in the morning. Um. Uh. I don't know if it's a good story, but it's going back to the full cry and going back how things used to be and how things are today. And, you know, if you don't know how things can change your life, good or bad, and for one cur dog to change my life and Ronnie's life and Mm -hmm. Mark's and, you know, Blake's been with us. And, um, but, uh, one dog, one cur dog to change our life and to tell us that you know uh years ago we started i think we were one of the pretty early ones where we started uh selling uh t-shirts okay mm-hmm. and uh uh we had t-shirts and sweatshirts and jody was the principal of a high school and ronnie's daughter went there and we had more orders for shirts they have jukebox day at the school <laughs> um that's pretty awesome <laughs> Uh, Haley would take all these boxes of shirts to school and hand them out like they were uh, Mohawk High School shirts. And and the parents would call, and they had no idea what they were buying. They'd say, say, hey, do you guys uh, sell the shirts that say jukebox on them? And and we'd say they didn't know it was about a dog. But, you know, kind of going back to what we said, man, if maybe if our grandpas could see us now that – to where we started to where we're at and uh, sometimes you got to sit back and hey we're sitting down with you guys we're doing podcasts now and and you know we used to have to pay 250 bucks for an advertisement <laughs> and, you know i like it doing this it's a lot yeah. cheaper <laughs> definitely <laughs> I, mean, I mean ben it was glad to meet you but yeah we but you know from where we were to where we're at today it's been a it's been a good ride we've met so many people and we got so many friends because of one dog Yep. You know what I'm saying? For us, it just, uh, it, it, it's been, for one dog and he introduced us to this many friends. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that's, that, that's a pretty good deal. That and, definitely and is. That's how, we, you know, that's how we got to look at it. And when we're in the woods with him, yeah, it's competition, but you know what? At the end of the day, Ronnie and I are, we're never been afraid to say, man, that guy's got a good dog. That mm-hmm. is something really nice. And, and, you know, uh, we don't have the only ones out there, and we know that. And, uh, and there's a lot of really good guys and a lot of really good dogs out there, and 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 there is. And you mentioned the Loudons, and you know you got Alan Franklin, and the, and we've been around these guys our whole life, and we're yep. like lifelong friends. But you know our dogs mixed with theirs, and you know here we are. Mm-hmm. It's a good deal. 
Come on, Ryan. You yeah, one story. I could. I <laughs> hunted, like I said, I hunted with Blake for six years. Trust me. And it, most of Blake's stuff, he gets a lot on video, so we could actually show it. We could. But uh, Blake, it don't matter if you. Blake finds everything uh, funny when it happened to me. I mean, I fell one time. I fell backwards looking up at a tree. My scope, I mean, Bennett, you could look around a corner with it. And that was funny. You know, brand new Vortex scope. Uh, but everything's funny. You know, I'm walking across ice. It's cracking. And he's always videoing it, you know, of course. So finally got him one day. We were uh, hunting over by a, a railroad track split of woods. And it lays real wet there. And it's nasty muck. And, uh, you know, Blake's legs aren't very long. So he went to cross, <laughs> cross it. Well, he sunk. And he's sinking. And he's yelling, you know, he's yelling, help, help, come here, Pap, pull me out of here. Well, no, I had the video for, you know, I got the video out. I'm exactly. taking a video of this, but yeah, I finally got my payback on him. But yeah, everything's amusing to him. I mean, I've, and I fall quite a bit and, uh, yeah, everything's all, he'll laugh. And I mean, you could be bleeding and he's still going to laugh about it. And then he, he'll ask if you're okay later. But well, we'd go down the road with Blake and you know, you can't text and drive. Mm -hmm. And, um. You know, we're coming back from where we're hunting and stuff like that. And, and Ronnie always let me ride shotgun. That was pretty nice. Ronnie's in the back seat. And he say, put that freaking phone away. And, I mean, he constantly is hollering at Blake. He said, you need to settle down in the back seat. And uh, one day he says, Blake, it's against the law to text and drive. He goes, that's because I'm just texting right now. I'm not really driving. We said, yeah, we can see that. Jesus, criminy. But, I mean, those two would scream at each other. And, um, yeah, Blake, he's the modern-day hunter. He I sent mean, us a picture one time. He, he was running down a kill deer, and he found a woven wire fence. So he sends me a picture of a six-pack. It was his belly pushed up against yeah. the <laughs> woven wire fence. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I'm telling you what. He says, yeah, this is when I used to work out. And, I mean, it looked like he had a, kind of like a six-pack. <laughs> and it was just absolutely hilarious. But, yeah. I mean, we don't have to make fun of Blake because Blake makes fun of himself. And, and that's, that, that, that's a good thing. You know, it's yeah. if you ever see a picture of Blake while we're talking about funny stuff, uh, you know, he wins a hunt or, you know, whatever it is. And the first thing I say, put your hat on straight. We finally it's always crooked. <laughs> it's always crooked. <laughs> and we finally realize it isn't the hat. The hat straight is it's Blake's head's on crooked. That, that's the whole problem there. Yeah. But we've had a blast. I mean, it, we, God, what a ride have we had. A, I would love the hours that we hunt, but the hours we talk about dogs and talk to each other mm -hmm. and, and to other people. Like, well, you're down here. We're yeah. down here, like you said, at Autumn Oaks. And the people, it's just nonstop. It's mm -hmm. just, uh, it's really been a great time. All right. Well, I won't hold you guys up much longer. So I really appreciate you sitting down with me this morning. Well, thank you. thanks a lot, man. Thanks appreciate for you, us. buddy. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Tree Talking Media. And until next time, keep them talking in the timber.